Yes, Lord, we say that our desire is for you to set a fire in our hearts, a fire that we cannot contain, a fire that we cannot control, because we want more of you in us. Lord, may your kingdom be established in our hearts. May your presence be felt at all times in our hearts. Because we know, Lord, in the glory of your presence, we find rest for our souls. So, Lord Jesus, set a fire in our hearts. It's our prayer this morning. Set a fire in our hearts. Let your kingdom be established in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Hey, with those words, I'd like to welcome all of you to our church online platform. It's amazing to again be here together to worship God and to celebrate this day together. For those who don't know me, my name is Baba Lote Kiso and I have the awesome privilege of leading this community. If you are joining us for the first time, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you've been joining us for a few weeks, hey, welcome once more. Feel at home as always. And for us who are following Jesus members, it's awesome to see you again. So, let's get into the word for this morning. Can you believe it? It's been three full months since the president announced lockdown in South Africa. We are currently on level three. And yes, it looks like things are getting back to normal. Even though, according to me, I don't know what normal is going to look like because I don't think there'll ever be anything like normal again. I feel like the word normal again is never going to happen. Things have changed, things have shifted, things have moved on, and we have to catch up with things. But I have a question for all of us watching this today. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have lost our businesses. Some of us have lost family members. Some of us have lost family members and we couldn't even go bury them because of coronavirus. Some of us have lost our marriages. Some of us have lost our kids. Some of us have experienced different things during this time of coronavirus. And some of us, this time has been the best time of our lives. It's been a time of reflection. It's been a time where we spend time with family, time with God, time with um, where we've connected with people that we haven't connected with via social media, via online platforms. So this time has meant different things for all of us. But the question that I have for all of us is, during this time and over the period of your relationship with God, either from a young age or just from this three months of this pandemic, how has your experience been with God? In this season, how would you describe God if you had to use one word? If you had to use one word or one character, how would you describe God? Today, I want us to look at a famous psalm that was written by David, and it's Psalm 23. And I don't know how far we'll go, but I'm hoping to cover only three verses. David grew up as a shepherd boy. He later became a warrior. He won many battles for God. And ultimately, he became a famous king. But David, describing his relationship with God, remembers his days as a shepherd, 
remembers his days when he himself used to look after sheep. And he likens his relationship with his sheep to his relationship with God. And in Psalm 23, David reflects and writes these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How has your experience been with God over this season? Over the many years when you look back, how can you describe this relationship with God? David reflects on his own life and he writes his experience and his relationship with God. In this description, he captures and depicts this relationship of a shepherd because David has been, many, has been through many things in his life. As a shepherd boy, he had to protect the sheep. As a warrior, he had to protect his men and go into battle with him. With, they, have to, uh, they came to battle with him and he had to make sure that he brought these men back safe home. And as a king, he had to protect his flock, his people. So David has an understanding looking back over his life, looking back at his mistakes, looking back at his victories, looking back at the time when Saul wanted to kill him. He says, the Lord has been my shepherd, my shepherd, and therefore I shall not want. When David reflects on this psalm, he's not saying the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, because life has been rosy, life has been beautiful, I have never had difficulties. We know the story of David. As a shepherd boy, his life was in danger. His sheep and his flock was in danger. As a warrior, his life was in danger. He could have been killed anytime. But the Bible tells us that the Lord was always with David. His shepherd always never left his side. How has your relationship been like with God? How can you describe it over the many years that you've known him and he's known you, how would you describe it? David, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, when Goliath was threatening the lives of the Israelites' army and making fun of them, David comes to Saul, who was king at the time, when everybody was terrified and when everybody was scared of this Philistine, who was so big, who killed so many people, who was feared by many people. David says to Saul, you know, as a young man, your servant used to tend his father's sheep. When a lion and a bear came and took the lamb from the flock, I went after this bear or this lion and I attacked this lion or the bear. I rescued this lamb from it. And I rescued this lamb from the mouth of the lion. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and I struck him and killed him. David continues to tell Saul in verse 36 that your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David continues in verse 37, but this is what I want, this is what I want us to talk about. He says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the bear 
He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. You see, David writes from experience. David writes by remembering that the Lord has been his shepherd throughout his life. The Lord has protected him through the bear, through the lion. And he's saying he's going to continue to do the same thing. And he'll do that again with this Philistine standing before me. For many years, David won many victories because God was on his side. Even on the days when he was fearful and running away from Saul who wanted to kill him. You see, David at some point was fearful. David, who defeated Goliath, who was fearless in front of this huge man, was overcome by fear when Saul wanted to kill him. When one of his own wanted to kill him, he ran away. But David knew that there was a shepherd who had his hand over him. It is clear that David writes these words from experience. It is clear that David has experienced both the good and the bad. But David reflecting on his relationship with God, David reflecting on his life with God, he says, this God of mine has been indeed my shepherd. My shepherd. A few years ago, I had a privilege as a journalist to go to a place in Husbred called Bushwise. In this place, they teach students how to be rangers. And part of their training includes tracing the marks of animals, the footprints of animals. They teach them how to look at the poo of animals and check how fresh they are. That will determine how feathered the animal would be from the poo. They teach them to listen to the sounds of the animal. They teach them to track the animal through the bushes. And we saw many animals because they are, they have the big five in this lodge. So we saw the leopard, we saw the lion, we saw the giraffe, we saw all these animals. But something crazy happened. We drove all day in this bush. And they told us to bring our sleeping bags because we are going to sleep in the middle of the bush. So obviously, as a city boy, I thought there is a lodge or there is another camping site in the middle of the bush that we're going to sleep at. So the sun is setting. We see a leopard drinking water. And not far from this leopard, we arrive at this open space. And in this open space, the rangers say to all of us, this is your home for tonight. And obviously, we all looked at each other and wondered, what is he talking about? And this ranger says, there are many things surrounding us that will form a protection for us. So you can start by grabbing branches. You can start by cutting down some branches and building a barrier for ourselves. A barrier that will protect us from the animals during the night. Obviously, I was fearful. I have never done this before. I've just saw a leopard a few meters away. I saw a lion earlier. 
and now I'm told I need to sleep in the wild. I know people in our church who love to have this experience. The likes of Wayne Pina, they love to have this experience. I know they've experienced it before, maybe. But I'm a township boy. This is very foreign to me. But I had no choice. I couldn't drive back. I was stuck in the middle of the bush with everyone. But here's something that gave me and others comfort. After we finished setting up this camp, the rangers then put four of their cars in different corners of our camp. And they started taking turns with rangers who were loaded with weapons. And they had big lights to spot the animals that were coming towards us. And they had big rifles to attack anything that was going to try to attack us and defend us. And knowing that we had these rangers looking out for us, all of us somehow come down and we were a bit relaxed. Even though we slept with one eye open, but somehow we had the comfort of knowing that we had protection. And when we woke up the following morning, we realized that there was nothing to worry about because we had shepherds looking out for us. And David writing about his God. Similarly to my experience in the bush, he remembers that though there was danger out there, though there were leopards and lions out there, there were shepherds looking after us. And David remembers that his God was there looking after him all the days of his life. In what ways have you felt that your shepherd is there in your midst during a time of worry? Have you ever felt like your shepherd has deserted you? In this moment of the three months of the coronavirus, has there been a moment where you felt alone and lonely? Where you feel like your shepherd is distant away from you? In what ways do you feel that your shepherd has been amazing to you? When you think of your relationship with your shepherd, what weight, what character comes into your mind? David uses a metaphor of a shepherd because that's the life he knew. In this season, how have you experienced God? Over the past years, in being in a relationship with him, how have you experienced him in one word what word comes to mind what character comes to mind i sent a message to a few people in our community and i asked them this very question and i said what word comes to mind what character comes to mind when you think of god as your shepherd and messages started rolling in and people started saying when i think of my god i think of him as a good father I think of him as someone who's full of love. I think of him as a comforter. I think of him as a reassurer. I think of him as a restorer. I think of, his, I think of him as a peacemaker. I think of him as peace in my life. I think of him as a healer. 
I think of him as a guider. I think of him as a protector. I think of him as a compassionate God. I think of him as a father. And these people had explanations on why they thought that way about their God. You see, depending on the season you are in, you can experience God in different ways. David has experienced God as a shepherd. Because of his experience, because of his own life experience. But these people that I just told you about, they experience God differently depending on the season that they are in. As a father, as a restorer, as a redeemer. As the one full of grace. So I want to encourage you today and say whatever season you find yourself in, embrace that season and let God be real to you in that season. If he's your comforter because of grief, embrace him as a comforter. Someone said, God, when I think of him, I think of him as a warrior because he's fought many battles for me. Embrace the character of God in your season and experience him in his fullness. As I was preparing this message, I realized that even though sometimes I feel like God is not near to me, but like the rangers in the bush, like the shepherd in the bush, he's never left me nor forsaken me. Like a shepherd who never leaves his sheep unattended, my God has never left me. Even when it didn't feel like it, even when I felt like he had deserted me, now I know that he's always been by my side in the way that was relevant to my situation. So I feel like today I'm here to remind you that the Lord is our shepherd. David uses a very personal word and he says, my shepherd. He could have just said the Lord is our shepherd because he's protected his army. He's protected his family. He's protected his nation of Israel. But he takes it personal and says the Lord is my shepherd. In this moment right now, how would you like to experience him? Would you like to experience him as a comforter? Would you like to experience him as a warrior? Would you like to experience him as a peacemaker? Would you like to experience him as a good father? Would you like to experience him as a reassurer? Embrace your season and embrace his character in your season. Some people said he's my provider. He's never left me. He's never made me go to bed without food. Depending on the season that you are in, embrace God in his fullness. In verse 2, David writes, He leads me to green pastures and leads me to a peaceful stream and to still waters. David to take his sheep to find green pastures for them to eat. David would find provision for his sheep. David would find water to quench his sheep's thirst. And David, reflecting on his relationship with God, remembers the days when he was thirsty and God gave him water. 
remembers the days when he was hungry and God fed him. And he remembers the days when he himself, as a shepherd, how he cared for his sheep. He says, when I was thirsty, God gave me water and quenched my thirst. When we talk about green pastures, we always think about success, flourishing, good things happening to our lives. And indeed, this is what it can also mean. Because a shepherd takes his sheep to greener pastures for them to have good meals, for them to feed on. A shepherd takes his sheep to places where there is water, fresh water that is refreshing. But there is a video that I want us to watch that speaks about green pastures in a different way. That gives a new perspective to what green pastures can look like in our lives. Let's watch this video and I'll be back with you and about to close. As part of the shepherd lesson, I did want to look at one thing in the wilderness that will maybe surprise you a bit. Believe it or not, this is called wilderness, midbar, but it's also called green pastures. Now, when you take a Westerner here the first time and you look at this, you find people say, well, I don't know that I can go there because the Psalm 23, the Lord leads me into green pastures has been pictured as belly deep alfalfa. Well, you haven't seen any belly deep alfalfa. And from biblical time to today, it's rare to see a flock in the farm country. There isn't a lot of farm country in this culture. And so farmers kept the shepherds out as much as they could. Maybe they would come in a little bit after the harvest to glean what was left, but you don't want sheep where you can farm. This is the land of the shepherd. Right on the hillside across from us, you can see those grazing trails cut there by sheep maybe as long ago as Abraham's time. They're spaced so that an animal on one path and an animal on another can reach right to the middle between them. That determines the distance, so you can graze an entire hillside. And the shepherds lead their sheep across that hillside slowly, grazing what's there. Now, you look at it from here and you say, what's there? In fact, I remember my first impression. I woke up one morning, I was sleeping out in the wilderness, and I remember waking up, watching a flock of sheep on a hillside like this, and my, re my feeling was, what are those, rock-eating sheep? I mean, what do they eat? How can you call this green pastures? Well, the answer is, there's a small amount of moisture present here. They get a little bit of rain every year. Not much, but a little. Second, there is humidity in the air, especially in the evening breeze, like right now, you can feel it. Coming from the west off the Mediterranean, there's moisture in the air. That moisture, combination of the rain and the humidity, condenses or drips along the edge of these rocks here. And if you notice, right around the rocks, almost always next to the rocks, you get little tufts of green. Get one a moment. That's what we refer to as the green pastures. So the shepherd looks for a hillside. That's exactly what she was doing. Look at that flock across from us there. Just stunning. 
those two shepherd girls have found a hillside that either was exposed to the wind or had that small amount of rain. And they move that flock across the hillside and it's one mouthful here, walk a step or two, another mouthful, another mouthful, another mouthful. Now that changes the green pasture image a little bit besides the picture changing radically. Green pastures are not everything you need for the rest of your life. If you make that belly deep alfalfa, then what God is saying, if you follow me, I'm gonna plunk you down and you'll never have to move an inch the rest of your life. Just reach out and grab it. Tell me that your life with God has been like that. Worry, said one rabbi, is dealing with tomorrow's problems on today's pasture. In the desert, you learn, the shepherd will get you what you need for right now. 10 minutes from now, you trust the shepherd. Just enough. He leads me to green pastures and he leads me to a stream of still waters. When you watch this video and see this dry land and see that green pastures for some people means a feed enough for this moment, means a comfort enough for this moment, means a peace enough just for this moment, means a warrior enough for this moment. Greener pastures does not always mean a land of milk and honey, but it means moments and times when God has come to your rescue. God has come as your provider. God has come as your comforter. God has come as your reassurer and demonstrated his love, his love over you in the moments when you needed him more. I don't know what you're going through this season. But the great shepherd is inviting you. He wants to lead you to green pastures. He wants to lead you in still waters. You see, David uses another word here that's key. He says, he leads me. He leads me. Unless we are willing to be led by our shepherd, we will never find the green pastures. We'll never find the still waters that will quench our, our thirst. Maybe your experience with God recently has been one of anger. You've been angry at God. You feel like God has disappointed you. You felt like God has not been a good shepherd to you. I have a promise that I want to bring to you today. And this is verse 3 of the psalm. David says he renews my soul. In the moments when I'm in the wilderness and I'm alone and I'm lonely, I'm feeling that God promised and anointed me as a 16-year-old as David and he said I was going to be king. But here I am in the wilderness running away and being fearful of Saul who's going to kill me. I'm feeling lonely and I'm feeling deserted. Where is this Lord that claimed that he's my shepherd? David says, hey, let me reassure you, even in those moments, God came and renewed my soul. In what ways would you like God to renew your soul this morning? In what ways would you like your experience with God to be the one of fresh, still waters that he gives to you 
that he refreshes your soul. Do you need strength to renew your soul today? In this tough season of your life, do you need God to renew your soul? Do you need rest today? Do you need to rest in him and know that he's your shepherd who's never left your side? In John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4, Jesus has been referred to as the good shepherd. What is the role of a shepherd? The shepherd is there to feed us. The shepherd is there to get us to the still waters and to the greener pastures. The shepherd is there to restore our souls. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says as the great shepherd, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm hearing an invitation here. I'm hearing a great shepherd who's saying to his sheep, I'm the great shepherd. Come to me, all who you are weary, who are feeling like I've deserted them. Come to me and find rest. I'm hearing an invitation here. Do you feel like the Lord is your shepherd today? Do you feel like you shall not want today? Or do you feel like it's problems after problems that you don't know how to deal with? And the Lord says, I am your shepherd. Do you feel like you're spiritually at the lowest point right now? The Lord says, come, let me give you rest. Let me lead you to the still waters that will quench your thirst, that will, over, uh, that will make your cup to overflow, that will fill your cup with my water. Jesus says in another verse, all who are thirsty, come to me. Let me refill you. Let me make your cup to overflow. What is burdening you today? Do you need rest in your soul? Do you need rest for your soul? The great shepherd is calling you. The great shepherd is calling you. Do you feel like your soul is at rest? Do you feel like you've been experiencing a good shepherd and you have strength to carry each other's, uh, other people's burdens? The Lord is giving you a gift as someone who's refreshed today to be that refreshing voice to others. If you feel like God has been a good shepherd to you, God is sending you to be an encouragement to others. God is calling you to go share other people's pain. God is calling you to go be a listener to other people's problems and be an ear to them. You don't have to offer them advice, but you can be present in their lives. You can be an ear and listen to their problems and reassure them that the Lord is their shepherd. The Lord is their shepherd. As I close... And as I ask you to reflect 
on this word. I want to close with Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, the great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip us with every good thing to do his will. May he accomplish in us what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to, who, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I pray that the God of mercy will revive our sorrowful souls. I pray that the God of mercy will revive our souls when they are sinful. I pray that he will sanctify our souls when they are sinful. I pray that he will strengthen us when we feel weak. I pray that for all of us this day who are feeling like he's far from us, may we feel that he's near to us. I pray that for some of us who don't feel like he's our shepherd, may we feel his presence and remember that he's our shepherd. And may some of us who feel like our souls need to be restored, may we remember that we have the great shepherd who restores our souls and renews our souls and refreshes our souls. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come to me, all who are burdened, and I will give you rest. Here is an invitation for all of us. Here is an invitation for all of us. He is our great shepherd of the sheep. He is our great shepherd of the sheep. A sheep with tendency to, 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 to drift away. A sheep with tendency to, to roam around and, and not listen to the voice of the shepherd. The sheep, we always need guidance. And here is our great shepherd inviting us back to himself. Saying, I'm the great shepherd of the sheep. And my sheep knows my voice. Have you drifted away from him? Do you feel like you are drifting away from the shepherd? Do you feel like you are not hearing his voice anymore? Here is an invitation that he's giving out today. He says, come, let me restore your soul. Come, let me give you rest. Come, let me give you peace. Come, let me comfort you. Come, let me fight your battles. He restores my soul. He renews my soul. He makes me and he leads me to greener pastures. And he leads me to still waters. Here is an invitation for all of us today. Let us reflect on this invitation. And let us respond as the Holy Spirit leads us. Kalibizo la In the name of Jesus. I pray for you all. I bless you all. Until we meet again. Stay well. And stay warm. Shop shop.